Welcome to the Voices for Voices podcast and TV show, sponsored by Redwood Living. Thank you for joining us today. I am Justin Allen Hayes, founder and executive director of Voices for Voices, host and humanitarian. You can learn more about Voices for Voices on our Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube channel at Voices for Voices, and also on our website, voicesforvoices.org. Voices for Voices is a 501c3 nonprofit charity organization, otherwise referred to as an NGO, a non-government organization, and we survive solely on donations. So if you're able to, please consider heading over to voicesforvoices.org to help us continue our mission and the goal and dream of mine to help three billion people over the course of my lifetime and beyond. Or you can also send a donation to the mailing address of Voices for Voices, and that's at 2388 Beckett Circle, Stowe, Ohio, 44224. Or you can also find us on the Cash App at Voices for Voices. Are you or somebody you know looking for a volunteer opportunity? If so, you can reach out to us today via email at president at voicesforvoices.org. Now, I founded Voices for Voices to provide a platform for folks to share their stories with others as we work to break the stigma around mental health, accessibility, and disabilities, helping people get the help they need and also helping them prepare and or transition into the workforce with the Voices for Voices Career Center, where we connect talent with opportunity for both job seekers and employers alike, from coast to coast and in every industry and job level. And who can forget about merchandise? The Voices for Voices merchandise shop is up and running at voicesforvoices.org forward slash shop, where shipping is always free, and again, all donations are 100% tax deductible. Today's guests joining us in studio are uh, happy to be here, as well as I am happy to, to have them. And the way I want to really kick off this, this episode is individuals uh, who have gone through addiction, uh, potentially an overdose, uh, trauma, sometimes feel alone. Uh, I know I have, through my uh, mental health recovery journey, wondering if I'm the only person that's going through a certain situation or a certain uh, trauma experience. And today's guests are really going to bring that home here, especially uh, to uh, Akron, Ohio, and talk about ways that uh, they are helping people uh, show that they care and that there are resources available for them if, they, uh, if they're going through a, a tough situation. So joining us in studio today is Christina Woodside. She is a certified peer recovery supporter with the Summit County Public Health Department. And also we're pleased to have Aaron Brown, a police officer with the Akron Police Department. Thank you both for joining us today. Yeah, it's Thanks good for to having be here. Us. Uh, so let's let's jump right right into it. maybe uh, Christina can talk a, a little bit about what you do and the importance of 
what you do and maybe uh, some of the feedback you get when you go on calls and reach out to individuals. Okay, sure, I would love to do that. Again, my name is Christina Woodside. Um, I work for Summit County Public Health. I am a certified peer recovery supporter. And one of my roles for working for the health department is being a part of Akron's quick response team, which is a QRT, that's what we call it, but it is basically a post-overdose response team um, for people who have overdosed in the past week. And what we do is we try and reach out to them so <clears throat> they feel like their life is worth something, you know? Just because they, they had an overdose, um, it doesn't mean that they're, that they're not cared about. Um, just to give you a little background on myself before I go into the big spiel here. Please. Um, I also am in recovery. So I suffered for 25 years um, with a substance use disorder. So I've been in recovery for over five years now, and my passion is to go out and help those people who are still, you know, kind of like in the dark. Mm -hmm. Hopefully I can be a little light that they can see. And uh, I, I like to call myself a little seed planner, <laughs> you know, because never underestimate the power of planting that one seed. Now, if it's through QRT and we can help them that way mm -hmm. and trying to help them with resources that are available, you know, then, hey, if we can reach one person, you know, I think then we're doing our job. Yeah. 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 Aaron, you want to jump in? Yeah, I'm Aaron Brown, currently assigned to the community engagement team with the Akron Police Department. Um, I've been on the department for 21 years. Got involved with the quick response team from the inception, I believe 2017, 2016 maybe. Getting old, dating myself, sorry. Um, <laughs> so from the inception and have been doing it to where I'm regular, you know, the only one that does it from the police department every Thursday going out with Christina as well as a fire a fireman um, who couldn't be here with us today. So glad I could be here to yeah. talk a little bit about what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so you mentioned within a week of an overdose is kind of your a action plan of how you maybe get a list of individuals and, and then you uh, you go based off of that. So what, what does that look like, a, a visit, maybe just at a high level of, uh, do you call ahead, do you show up, what do you bring, uh, just so maybe somebody has experienced a visit and didn't know what to expect. Right. Uh, and maybe somebody, unfortunately, hopefully they're not, but if they do go through an overdose situation to know that they're, uh, they're cared about. Right, right. So, uh, Lieutenant of our Narcotics Division compiles a list of overdoses and we get that every Wednesday for the city of Akron. He filters it um, so people that overdose in the city but may maybe live outside the city, uh, they're referred to an outside agency QRT team if that's available. Um, if people have warrants, we do not visit them. Just to, you know, puts us in an awkward position where if they have a warrant and I'm there, do I have to make an arrest? And it's just, it, it, it's not productive. Um, so the people that are eligible that ultimately make the list, you know, we have that and we plot a course throughout the city and we, we go through the list and we, we come and we knock on your door. Yeah. Um, we introduce ourselves, obviously, what we do. Uh, it was a little awkward at first. People were a little apprehensive, like what's going on. Um, but over the years, people have heard about us and heard about what we do. So more doors are starting starting to open now, which which is great. The more people we can talk to, 
and uh, I think another important part about it is we go out to their house and meet them where they're at to try and help them. It's not in a hospital setting, something that's cold. It, it's where they're at. So I think that can help kind of ease the tension a little bit and get people, you know, to yeah. talk to us. Absolutely. I, I agree with that, like meeting people exactly where they're at. And that's like going in and knocking on their doors. You know, we are, I don't say boots on the ground type of sure, team absolutely. that um, just goes out there and lets people know that, hey, their life is worth us trying to you know, help them, and, you know, because we provide resources and education about overdose awareness and, and Narcan, we pass out Narcan, it's free. You know, we give out fentanyl test That's strips true. because just in case, mm -hmm. hey, you are using a substance, please check your substances before you use them. You know, because fentanyl, you know, it has been killing people. Let's just be honest, it's killing mm -hmm. people out there. And it's the number one cause of the deaths, the overdose deaths in, in our Akron city. You know, so check your product before you do it, if you're going to do it, you know. Uh, we also have uh, partnered up with American Heart Association, and they give us CPR kits to pass out, which has, um, you know, a video um, educating them on exactly how to give CPR. You may not be certified, but let me tell you that education is important because sometimes the Narcan doesn't work, and you're, you're, you're going to need to know how to help people if they're not breathing or they're overdosing and you, and you don't have Narcan. Let's just say you don't have Narcan. That's a good educational tool to have on hand. And um, that's, and that's yeah. key when you call 911 and they're not breathing, they're, the dispatcher will start to instruct, okay, you need to do CPR chest compressions right. until the paramedics arrive. So, you know, that goes hand in hand with an overdose. So the more people we can educate, and this just goes, and I tell people this all the time, you could be in a grocery store and somebody could have a cardiac incident. CPR is an invaluable tool to have in case something should happen Absolutely. anywhere. Yeah. So. yeah. so having the, Christine, having the lived experience of going through and, and still continuing to go, go through recovery, uh, do you get maybe more receptive responses as you're, you're sharing information that, uh, but I'll just use an example of being a, an instructor uh, at, at school and talking about marketing. And so they talk about the different principles, right. uh, the piece, uh, product, price, place, promotion, and go through that versus using that information kind of in that lived experience of different experiences I've been through that an individual may, uh, a student may encounter somewhere down the road. So having that lived experience going out into the community, uh, how... I guess what what's the re response that you you get, and you feel that you're they're they're able to relate a little bit more to you versus somebody coming with just a pamphlet and right. information like you need to do this, you need to do this. Exactly. And they're like, look, I've I'm doing it. Right. Exactly. I mean, I I hope the response is good. I mean, sometimes I can't always tell right there at that moment. Sure. But I believe the just the relating with somebody like, hey, I've been there, I know what you're going through, is a good, re is like, you know, some people are like, oh, thank God, you know. I, I really hope that that reaches a lot of people more than what I can see, you know, right there in the moment. Um, but yeah, having that lived experience is just, hey, there's hope for you, if I can do it, let's just, you know, you can do it too, and let's give some hope to them, you know. It's, it's a hope thing, I believe. It's like a seed planting and a hope that they can also change their life if that's what they're willing to do. It's possible. We do recover. And I do want to share with the audience. Uh, I first met Christina, mm -hmm. I think it was late 2022, uh, at Summit County Public Health. They were having uh, 
a free Narcan di distribution at uh, the McDonald's on, on Dare Road in, in Hudson slash Stowe. I'm not sure it's very close on, on, on the line there. Uh, but that was when I first met uh, Christina and learned a little bit about herself and, and her story. And throughout the months with Maggie, uh, as you'll see on a, uh, another episode, uh, who, who's been the, the real key uh, behind the scenes, putting uh, the, the right people together for these, uh, th this series of, of episodes. Uh, so they were out doing that free distribution, was able to meet them, and, and here we are a few months, several months later, uh, putting this together. And I think just Having an having an interest, whatever that interest may be, might put you in a in a situation where you come across people you, maybe you wouldn't come across ordinarily or for uh, in the course of your life. Uh, but sometimes connections are are very helpful, uh, and by taking the work that that we're doing at Voices for Voices, the work that the Akron PD uh, is doing, uh, the Summit County and Public Health Department is doing. Uh, we all, at the end of the day, we care about people, and, and that's, that's why we're here. We're all human beings, and, mm -hmm. and I think that's, uh, that's really the, the key for anybody at, at home, on the subway, uh, listening, uh, whether they're uh, in Northeast Ohio, in Akron, uh, whether they're somewhere else in the United States, or we do have uh, audience, viewers, listeners across the world that may be hearing this. And so this is, uh, these episodes are meant to be an inspiration uh, to, to you to show what uh, regular human beings are, are doing and helping others. And uh, with all the craziness going out in the world, there are people that uh, really truly wanna, wanna help others. Uh, so bringing things back uh, here to our conversation, why, why partner with the, with the police? Is that a natural fit? Just in, in general, as a program, people might think, okay, the program, somebody from the health department right. is reaching out. Uh, how did the, the police, was that an easy integration? Just for somebody who might not know. So actually some history on it. QRT was formed in 2015 in Coleraine Township, which is outside Cincinnati in Hamilton County. Okay. And they're kind of the baseline for how it got started. And their approach was, okay, we're gonna have a recovery addiction coach, a police officer, and a paramedic. Kind of a united front community, let's go out. All of us, you know, whether I'm the first one on scene of an overdose or the paramedic is, we're all involved somehow. Mm -hmm. um, so that's how it, that's how it kind of got started, and that's how it, it formed in Summit County. And yeah, I think so far it's it's been a, it's been a great fit. Um, and part of that too is a, a lot of people going through addiction issues fear the police and say, "Oh, God, they're just here to arrest me." So a lot of that. You know, I'm just there to say, hey, we're here to help and educate. Whatever you know, whatever we can do to help, don't be scared. You know, there was programs, Good Samaritan Law. We can educate people on that. So where if there's, you know, somebody does overdose, there is a minor amount of drugs there. You know, you don't have to worry about calling the police and getting arrested. That's fine. We'll put you in this program. No criminal charges because ultimately the goal is to get help. You can't just keep arresting people and 
expecting sending them to jail is going to fix the problem. You have to get to the root of the problem, and that's kind of what we're here to do. And Absolutely. Christine, is, she's got all the resources, so I'm just there to be a smiling face and say I'm here to help. So. <laughs> and he is. He's very passionate about it, uh, you know, the job as, as well as I am. And our Akron fire paramedic, he's awesome, too. Uh, sometimes they switch out because, you know, of... Um, shift changes and, and okay. you know different different uh, I guess schedules that they have but um, they're I think it's important that to have Akron PD and the fire because they're the ones that first respond on the scene okay. you know they have the information they might know the person that we're going to check up on because they went on scene okay. you know so I think it's important to get because um, they're the they have the info yeah they have the info and it's good that we partnered up you know, so people can say, hey, we're, we're partnered together and we're out there in the community to try and help people, you know, because that's what we love to do, mm -hmm. right? And as you mentioned with the, the model in, in Coleraine, uh, bringing that up, up to uh, Salt County with Akron PD, the work that you do, it's, it's not statewide. It's not every, every city, every department, every police department, is that correct? Correct, and I, I wish I had better numbers. I know there are certain cities that do do it. I believe Barberton has a program, Cuyahoga Falls may have a program, but then there are certain cities that don't have programs. Okay. Um, and we'll see that, we'll see somebody that overdoses within the city of Akron, has a dress, especially smaller town outside, sometimes outside of the county, and there is no QRT team that, that handles that. So oftentimes, Christina will try to reach out either sending something through the mail yep. or if we do have a phone number we can reach them over the phone right. to try and talk to them and see if there's anything that she can do any resources that she can provide yeah. so, but I don't I wish I, I did have you know no like statewide how many groups were actually doing this um, yeah and, and I think it's also important too like you know we really tried to build connections and relationships with people we really do you know whether they're responsive of it you know um, that's another story mm -hmm. but you know, we really try and connect and have relationships with, with people. Um, we empower people to take control of their own health and wellness, e even if it's just by giving them a Narcan kit, mm -hmm. you know? And we provide resources and, you know, education, as Aaron has said. Yeah. You know, because there, there are programs out there. I mean, even now, um, too bad Akron Fire isn't here because they have partnered up with SUMA Yes. Okay. And right now on, we've like having, we've had it, what, in the last couple, uh, last month. Probably, the yeah, last, last month. month. We've had Suboxone, okay, on, on our QRT team. Um, and the Akron Fire Paramedic mm -hmm. um, is basically in charge of that. But, I mean, we have that ready, readily available for somebody if they're right there in the moment, are ready, and they want to do. And, of course, they, they meet the criteria because yeah. there's certain criteria you have to meet before we can put you on a Suboxone program and then have you follow up with SUMA. Okay. But um, yeah, so that's available too. Uh, we haven't had experience with it yet. But no, still, are, still in the, uh, the infancy stage. Right, so. but it is available and I think right. that's awesome. You know, that's awesome. We're given another opportunity, another choice for somebody who's looking to change their life. There's another way. There is another way if they're not happy with what they're doing. So, <laughs> and, I, and I think that leads into maybe uh, some figures that, that you may have of. Absolutely. So just some numbers that I pulled uh, prior to coming up here. So this time last year to June, oh, what is today, the 13th, 
there's been 43 deaths in the city. These are just city of Akron numbers, not countywide. Um, that same time last year, there were 66 deaths, so that's a decrease of 35%. Which is, which is outstanding. Obviously, anytime the numbers can go down, that's great. Um, whether that's through education, the uh, availability of Narcan now, I'm sure is you know, paramount to why that's, those numbers are down. So Narcan saves lives. Um, but you know, along with going out, our goal is to educate people. Oftentimes, we encounter people that say, yeah, opioid's not my drug of choice. I've never had it. You know, I thought this was cocaine, I thought this was meth, and what we're finding is opioids are working their way into every narcotic on the street. Marijuana, methamphetamine, cocaine. Uh, we talked to a young lady uh, last week. Marijuana was her choice. She rolled a joint, took a hit, and, and fell out. So it's, it's popping up in everything. Pills are getting pressed, Vicodin, Xanax. Uh, and people unsuspectingly take that, and you know, luckily, well, in some cases, Narcan has been readily available to revive them, but it's scary stuff, you know? And that's why the health department has the test strips to try and help, you know, combat that, so. And, and I think something that's in, in my mind and, and has been uh, until we started the process, uh, myself and Maggie, and uh, we're working this through is these things are happening to Everybody, it doesn't, while there are zip codes in, in the city, and you know, that might be primarily because the population is just more, more dense there. Uh, but I think sometimes people think, and maybe I had a thought of like, oh, okay, it's, it, it's only the people that do this. And what I'm learning, and especially this conversation, things are happening to everyday people. Uh, it, it can be uh, potentially a student, if they're experimenting at, at, a, at a party, uh, all the way up to a, a professional uh, business person. Uh, and can you speak to, to that, that, that knows no bounds? Really? Oh yeah, absolutely, you're correct. There is not one zip code in the city of Akron that we have not been to, not one zip code. We have been anywhere from $750,000 houses to $20,000 houses. We've seen uh, elderly people, teenagers, college students, People with, you know, homeless people, people that have great jobs. It, it runs the gamut of everything. It's not, it's not biased to, oh, you're poor or you're African-American or you're this. It, it, it truly affects all people. So, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Sure. That's great. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, so how can other departments learn more about the program, the QRT that, that you're doing, and how can they, uh, if they're interested, I guess, how would a department go about finding an interest in the program and then having that go to execution of having it come together? And I know there's a lot of steps, but there might be uh, another city, another department. It's like, wow, like, I didn't know this was available. Uh, how could somebody go about that? Yeah, as far as the police department goes, they could contact um, the city of Akron Police Department, the community engagement office to talk to me. Um, or or anybody in the police department about QRT. I think we kind of, I don't know if the health department got the ball rolling on it and then teamed up with us. I'm, I'm guessing that's what happened is the police, or health department, and we kind of collaborate. Right, right. I didn't know all the working parts when it got going. Um, but yeah, if anybody, any departments out there see this and have any questions, you can feel free to contact me. I can leave my contact information with you and you want to post it. Um, I'm available. 
not 24-7, but pretty close, so. Does you want to touch on Well, um, I believe my coordinator would know all the information on, on all that, um, mm -hmm. and I can leave that information. Yeah. I think Maggie already has it, but um, yeah, my coordinator would be the one to talk to about that. So any uh, closing thoughts, uh, topics, areas that we didn't cover, uh, any highlights we want to leave? Uh, the takeaways for people watching, listening, checking the yeah. transcript out? Yeah, I, I mean, and I did, and I made sure that I put this in my notes to say this because <laughs> I think it's important because there's not one perfect solution to what's going on mm -hmm. in the world today, you know, especially with the, with the opioid uh, crisis. So, but QRT teams and other teams and other agencies who do the same, it's going to make a difference in our community and you know, even if it's just one person at a time. Yeah. Yeah, and I would say uh, to anybody that feels hopeless out there, there is help. There's people that want to help. Um, shoot, we had uh, people from Summa Hospital riding with us, and they're like, please bring people in that we can help. We have these new departments set up to help people, and they are just looking for the bodies to help. So don't feel helpless. There are people out there that want to help. So never feel like, you, you know, you're going through this alone. There are people out there that want to help. So. Amen. Right. Amen. Aaron, Christina, thank you for, for joining us. It's been a, a pleasure to be able to get this information out to more people and let them know that the resources are available and people do care about them. Absolutely. Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks Appreciate for having it. me. Absolutely. Yeah, it's great. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, and thank you, our audience, our listeners, our viewers, for, for joining this episode of the Voices for Voices TV show and podcast. Uh, we hope that this information is helpful. Uh, please pass it along, share uh, with others, because uh, the goal is to let every single person know that they are cared about and their, their life matters, like, like uh, Christina was saying. So until next time, I am Justin Allen Hayes, founder and executive director at Voices for Voices. And until next time, please have a great day and be a voice for you or somebody in need.